Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeerdelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the Internet's most hated podcast. I am Joel Hassan with John Grazer, as usual. Uh, that might be one of your better intros that you've ever done. And that's saying something. I put some thought into that one. Strong I'll, intros. I'll, be, I'll be honest, sometimes I just kind of make it up on the spot and try to think of one. This one I've actually kind of been thinking about a little bit all day. Right. Um, if you missed it, um, last week I wrote the piece for Three Down Nation, and we talked about it on this here fine average program, um, about how it was time the writers uh, only allowed vaccinated fans into Mosaic Stadium. We'll get into all that in a second. Um, surprisingly, I only got one piece of hate mail. Um, if you talk to Rob Vanstone at the Regina Leader Post slash Saskatoon Star Phoenix because his email appears in everything he ever writes... Right. Uh, he was inundated with a lot of hate mail, probably from like the same four people that just send a bunch of different bullshit to a bunch of different people. Right. Um, so yeah, I got one, and um, though they got the email right because it does contain my full name, um, it said it was to Joel Hassan, so I just ignored it because <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> Thanks for reading, though, or listening. I think you said writes for. Apparently, I also write for the CFL, so I think they owe me some back pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there if was someone, whoever of... could, takes care of that at the CFL, if that would, you know, you may have been sending the money to, by mistake to Jamie and I because he writes for CFL.ca, but right. we're separate people that I also apparently write for you. So, Right. Uh, it's interesting that maybe he confused you and Jamie and I somehow. It wouldn't be the first time. I mean, when I worked there, a lot of times I would say stuff from the Green Zone account, and people would just blame Jamie for it, even though we made it very clear that during games it was me that was tweeting from that account. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if you can have a scapegoat, that's that's the way to go, right? Yeah. I almost I almost feel like though, 
with this episode, we have that great disclaimer. I almost feel like we need to run it like two or three times this episode, right? Just just to make it clear where we stand. I was also pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. um, of some of the no of some of the people that um, paid attention to this podcast and like retweeted us that like men of science and medicine that are way smarter than you and I ever claim to be. My favorite part about them, about like people like uh, Dr. Kyle Anderson and the like retweeting like stories and podcasts from us that past week, mm-hmm. um, was that we opened the show talking about Sergio Castillo. <laughs> so like our most inside joke. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time last week, I apologize. Um, if you haven't realized Sergio Castillo or Sergio <laughs> is uh, John's favorite player in football history. And yes. the fact that he is not signed to a professional contract anywhere in football, it's a travesty. <laughs> it really is. So that's kind of, so of course, we opened with that when we got into a very serious conversation about vaccines and the CFL. Yeah. Right. So now I, I want to know, and I, and I actually do want to know, mm-hmm. a lot of the um, uh, educated people that were, that were retweeting us, mm-hmm. do you think they listened through the whole episode? Oh, God, no. They just saw the title and retweeted, right? Like, surely that's all that happened. Or, or maybe they, they <laughs> right? Like, maybe. maybe they, like, maybe they knew the inside joke and and heard that coming, or and maybe they. I feel like if you're an if you're an academic these days and dealing with you know such an uprising of idiots kind of everywhere, you might have listened to our drink recommendations because I feel like <laughs> like this shit makes me want to drink enough. Never mind if I actually you know was a smart person that knew how wrong these right-wing idiots were. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dave Mills, if that's your real name, and uh, all the others hate of, haters out there who e- emailed people like me and Rob Van Stone and other people who have said similar things over the last couple of weeks, especially um, thoughts and prayers, I guess. <laughs> you know, it was real ballsy of him to email you. I, I That is a hill I'm going to die on. Yeah, I, know I think I know exactly who sent that email. And like, it's like CSI Fraser in here. I'm like analyzing tweets. I'm like looking at the email you sent me. We're tracking IP addresses. All I need is the really cool sunglass removal. We're not going to get into that here, though. Um, Some credit is due, though, for uh, mm-hmm. some organizations in this province that have done the right thing in the last few days here. As, of course, the city of Regina and the city of Saskatoon as uh, mass mandate all back in um, public facilities and uh, they're working on vax passes and the whole thing. Um, I believe that does include the Brant Center here in Regina. So great news for Pats fans and uh, any other business that may be operating within the Brant Center over the next little while mm-hmm. as uh, good on the city of Regina to take the heat off said industries and uh, do their jobs and step up and uh, make sure that uh, everyone using their facilities is as safe as they can be. Well, and, and that's the same going here in Saskatoon, SaskTel Center, all civic facilities, including the buses, libraries, pools, gyms that are operated by the city. Uh, you are going to have to wear a mask indoors, and they are working here. In, in Sa- I, I, I like Regina's council. They just went, whatever, we're going to do this. We're going to demand vaccine proof. And uh, yeah, sue us if you need to. Uh, while Saskatoon is still kind of like tiptoeing around it but i know in civic facilities such as sastel center i have heard for some really good sources that you are going to need proof of vaccination to attend things although i feel like 
the hands were being tied anyways. You have to think this is coming from the Western Hockey League. Uh, I excitedly texted you when Curling Canada said that, mm-hmm. as you and I have plans to basically live at the Sastel Center for a weekend during the curling trials uh, and get close to people and weaken our immune systems with copious amounts of alcohol. So, um, great moves there by the cities of Saskatoon and Regina, stepping up when the leadership wouldn't. Absolutely, and... Um... Yeah, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, they did the right thing. Um, don't, they're not getting too much credit for being a little light on, on the whole thing, but uh, they did it, and that's good. We'll just basically yes. leave it at that. Exactly. Focus on the good, because if some people have said in a weird way, even people that are for mandatory vaccination proof at games, it'll make people like us stop talking about it, which is good, because we can talk about other things. And yes, because, I mean, once you've you know, kind of got what you wanted, the thing to do is to keep talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of logical sense. So, you know, that's 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 the next thing we're going to get on to. So um, instead, the next thing I want to get on to is bringing attention to our listeners. Wow. Wow. Stumbled on that one. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to try this again. Uh, listeners across the galaxy, we are still space-themed and I want to know, do you have a pube problem? Joel, space music. Still not doing it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, if you have a pube problem, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide, including me, who uses it on my equipment. And trust Manscaped. Get your rocket. Ready for takeoff. Your cock rocket. Get ready for away. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20. That is 20% off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping with the code. code. Holy crap, I'm butchering this tonight. Fansided20 at manscaped.com for a clean infinity and beyond. Connor's in the Toy Story jammies tonight. Your space balls will thank you. You told me before we started this recording this evening that you weren't going to half-ass it with your vacation on the horizon, and then you yep. just stumble your way through that whole thing. Oh, my God. The one thing we have to do properly on this show, and you screwed up. And I just completely <laughs> butchered it, which is funny because you are right. I did say that um, because I was looking forward. You know, as I always am to podcast and, and, mm-hmm. and spend some time hanging out with you virtually and, and, and very socially distanced. And I'm not going to lie. I leave for my very, very good friend. I literally have known Jordan since the first day of kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's getting married this Saturday. It is my first trip basically anywhere. Um, God, without Lacey and the kids. Yeah, this is the first one ever without Lacey and the kids. Um, And we were chatting today while I was at work about some of the activities we have planned, some golf, uh, some barbecues. Uh, My mom has already picked up 24 cans of uh, Lake of the Woods peach and uh, blueberry ales. And uh, I'm not going to lie, trying to work at the end of the day was pretty difficult, but I promise you I would not totally check out. I will not say the same for my workday tomorrow. That's it. If you want a great deal on financing a car, a Toyota tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, come on in, because I'm not uh, not going to lie. I'm not going to give a shit tomorrow. But we do have to put you through the ringer a little bit here before you go. Mm, because mm-hmm. the riders are coming off their bye week, um, not a whole lot really to talk about this week, at least at this point. Uh, of course, the Labor Day Classic is coming up. It is set to be one of the best games, I think, this year in the CFL. So, 
you know, that'll be fun, but I think it's it'll, it'll be better to see kind of what happens more so than kind of talk about it leading up. So instead, uh, what we're going to do, I believe, for the third time now, you threw yes. it out there, it'll be another time for Ask John Anything. And uh, I have to say, these are some of my favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. And also, Joel, I try to get a healthy buzz on before we do the Ask John Anything episodes because I feel like I'm a little more liberal and lubricated uh, after having a glass of vodka. Fair enough. But before we get to all that, as usual, for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, John, what's in the glass this week? In the glass this week, uh, stopped by the old Sobeys liquor store on my way home, uh, picking up what uh, is starting to become an annual tradition, a little hoppy anniversary from our friends at Nokomis Craft Ales. Uh, yeah, it is the seventh anniversary of Nokomis. It's really cool when these come out, obviously a limited run. It is a wheat ale. It is nice. It is hoppy. It's one of those beers that Lacey and I, we were sitting in the kitchen and she was going on about something that had irritated her for the day and I had cracked Happy anniversary. So while holding uh, the newest member of the Fraser clan, Maya, she goes to take a sip of my beer because we had been talking about quite annoying things. And she drinks this and I'm like, oh, no, you're going to hate this. Like, I wanted to jump and, like, take it from her hands and be like, no, I will get you a mass produced beer. Uh, so Lacey hates it, which means I love it because it's full of hops and wheat. It is fresh, hazy, clean. And it comes in little cans, little, little, little normal size cans. So it's a great price. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like hoppy things. And uh, I feel like something called Hopiversary uh, is right up my alley. Surprise, surprise. It was. Yeah, always a, a delicious choice as usual uh, for me. It is from the Pile of Bones Brewing Company uh, for once. I have uh, the Cosmic Celebration IPA. Oh, so uh, good. Just canned last week. So uh, fresh and delicious. I believe this one is a little juicier a little uh citrusier than the last oh, couple of batches that we've had so uh maybe a little tweak to the recipe uh tasting still a little on the dry side but not as dry as it did before so uh definitely uh, very easy drinking right now i also do know that another batch of black ipa is about to uh hit the market there as well recently uh recently canned there and from what i've been told from the brew team uh tasting mighty fine now, now, okay, the black IPA. Mm -hmm. I've I've thought about purchasing it, mm -hmm. but but what is a black IPA? The the dummy version. Like, pretend I'm a PPC supporter and you're explaining it to me. <laughs> I mean, they're all a little bit different. Uh, in the case of the pile of bones, one it's black, but it's still quite citrusy. So it's almost just looks kind of like a dark beer, but it tastes a lot like a citrusy IPA. Well, I'm gonna have to give that a try because I, uh, again, a man that hates stouts. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say hates, just doesn't like stouts i was a little mm -hmm. reluctant but i mean you've never you've never led me astray as as it took me forever to try mm -hmm. uh, a goze and uh, now i love them mm -hmm. so yes no i i think you would like that one for sure well you do know my taste so i'll have to give it a try mm -hmm. so in honor of of course our friends over at manscaped uh, our first question for you john <laughs> yes ask john anything is going to come from front of the show dave okay and I'm going to read this one slowly because this one puts more pressure on me than you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. I'm looking forward to hearing you <clears throat> attempt this one. Okay. So, how much junk would an equipmunk dunk if an equipmunk could dunk junk? <laughs> I don't know what Justin Tunk has to do with this, but anyway. Um, 
that was really good. Um, I think uh, it's the answer is seven junk would equip monk dunk if an equip monk could dunk junk. Uh, I think the answer is seven uh, equipment dunking if an equip monk could dunk junk. And I have had a not insignificant amount of alcohol able to rattle that off. The answer, as always, is seven. I mean, I, I sometimes have an answer along with these questions, but I mean, we're just basically picking numbers out of the sky on this one, right? Uh, we we kind of are because this one was just. I just feel like Dave was having some fun with us uh, to both us hear us both say, <clears throat> "How much junk would an equip monk dunk if an equip monk could dunk junk?" See, I okay. I How would you that dunk perfectly. junk? I can nail that three times perfectly, but I can't talk about my equip monk and manscape. So. Um, and I know there's a ban on talking about my equipmunk too much, so. Hmm. Yeah, because nobody wants to hear about how glorious it is with the Manscaped 4.0. Uh, no one else really wants to hear about this either, so we'll get this out of the way from Travis. All right. Well, without saying yourself, who is winning our, whoever that is, Fantasy Football League? How we're not going uh, to Okay, I said I would uh, answer this in uh, one sentence. Uh, it's going to be Cord. I am legitimate. I think he has the best team. Trav, I'm sorry. Pricey, I'm sorry. Brillsy, the rest of the boys in, in our fantasy football league, including uh, Greg from the Piffles podcast. Uh, it is 100% Cord, uh, who also is recruiting a team of like heavy eaters to try to uh, try the Caves Pizza Challenge. Do you know what this is, Joel? No, I do not. It is like a table-sized pizza. You have four guys to eat it. If you can finish it, it's free. You is can't, this in you gotta, Saskatoon? This is in Saskatoon at a restaurant okay. called The Cave, uh, which as How big is the table? Um, I'll have to send you a picture, but like it, it definitely, like I have seen Cord, uh, our probable fantasy football champion, uh, eat, and uh, I can also eat pizza. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a large like table size pizza. Like it, it, it's an effort for four guys. Like that's a lot of dough and cheese. Like yeah, fair enough. If if I had one sniff, of, if I had like one. What's sniff the what's beer, the pizza I'm... style? Like it's not like regina like Western pizza regina style. Is it like or is it like more like Italian style or? It's Italian style pizza. So it's okay. just you know your pep your pep and uh, I'm imagining with the the size of the pizza, you could probably get like several sections done of mm. you know like one section could be like italian pepperoni mush and you could just kind of work at it oh there's a time limit as well because like i feel like yeah. if there was no time limit you start me there on a sunday of nfl let me have a couple beers it it could be done but it's yeah uh so if you are a big big eater uh cord fantasy football team looking good uh also needing some strong backed men or strong stomached men that won't get you need, you need to no you, it's, it's the tall skinny ones for some reason that just can eat forever which i don't get see i i would try it but i would almost definitely get the sneezes and be kicked out because everybody <laughs> would think i had covid yeah I, I don't know if i could be i mean i could be somewhat helpful like i can eat a fair bit of pizza for me, like, for me, though, like, everyone has, like, that one thing. I think, like, everyone has something that they eat that they're, like, a bottomless pit for. Right. For me, for some reason, and I I feel like I'm the weirdo for this because, like, Jenny can't eat quite as much of it. I can eat right. a shitload of pasta for some reason. It just oh, does I'm It just does not slow me down, like, at all. I am totally the same way. And, like, Lacey tonight made this broccoli, lemon, spicy sausage, garlicky pasta. Mm-hmm. 
and I had like three bowls of it. Yeah. So so that's another reason I started tonight's episode off with vodka, so we didn't have to have another sneeze break in the middle of this one. Yeah, we had uh, we made mac and cheese like actual like homemade mac and cheese for supper tonight. Oh, so that was that. yeah. See, that's another one I could binge. So, mm-hmm, easily, so yeah. now it also depends too with this pizza challenge. Like, can mm-hmm. I get drunk before? Like, if I am like, because again, the drunk scale for me goes from like warm to buzzed to drunk to zesty to blackout. If I was someplace between drunk and zesty, I feel like I could take down as much of that pizza that would be required to win the challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would need to see the scale of this pizza to know for sure. Because um, if you're talking about basically everyone's got to eat, eat at least like a quarter. And if it's the size of a pretty good table, I mean, that's that's a lot of pizza. That is. And in a time limit. Yeah. Again, NFL Sunday, you give me six hours and a microwave. I could probably do it in 90 minutes. Yeah, no, I, I'm probably going to pay for that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds pretty greasy. So we're going to move <laughs> on to Ferlin now. Yes. Uh, friend of the show, Ferlin. Uh, ask, does the word greasy in the term greasy used car salesman refer to the used cars or the salesman or both? Let's go on a little history lesson. Back in the day. Before the business was regulated at all. Fun fact, the car sales business is one of the most regulated consumer businesses in the entire country. But my freedoms. Exactly, right? We have to follow so many rules. There's so much consumer protection. And that's because of the days back when greasy car salesmen meant a little bit of both. Back when you'd throw a little bit of sawdust under the car so... It didn't leave oil spots on your lot. Back in the day when you could then use that dripping oil to slick back your hair to appear really, really greasy. Back in the day when guys would roll back odometers. So I would say back in the day it was both. Now, I've worked for several auto groups that do the right thing. Mm -hmm. That will show you the numbers and and take back the car if it blows up as as you drive off the lot and take care of you and things like that. So thankfully mm-hmm. I've done that. And most auto groups are like that. However, you still have some where the greasy car salesman comes in, in which they're duct taping the bumper in which they're using a Sharpie pen to fill in scratches on a black vehicle. That's a thing. I We're talking about like Jim Bob's auto corner or something, right? Like exactly. Those, yeah. The old dirt lot. So I would say back in the day, it would apply to both the vehicles and the people selling them now more so the people selling them if you don't go to the right place uh this is me saying check the google reviews go to good places uh if you you know i i I think i know fairly well if you're dealing with something and it just sounds off if they're getting too pushy anything like that it's okay to walk away disco lady it is okay to walk away disco lady You feel better now? It seems like you, you cleared the air a bit there, it seems like. I did. I, I, I feel good because, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for good nature, but I understand the business I work in has a pretty shitty reputation. Mm-hmm. And that's because of a few places that still employ these greasy, greasy people. But 90% of places that you go into to purchase a vehicle these days 
It's nothing like it was before. And that's just I, – I, I just – I want people – to go have a good car buying experience that that you're not getting your you're not getting your guard up you're not worried about you know getting screwed over getting taken to it, it, it's funny you walk people like it's a miserable experience for some people and it shouldn't be it's fun you're driving cars you're having a good time you're making a good purchase it's all fun so just read up read the google reviews you'll be fine i'm gonna take a bit of a left turn here now i love left turns from thomas okay how do you think Saskatchewan's new offense is going to pair against Richie Hall's defense on Labor Day as we actually talk about football for a minute? Exactly. And you know what, uh, Thomas, I appreciate this question from you. Um, uh, and, and like, I realized my reply to Thomas might have seemed a little sarcastic. I'm like, no, seriously, like, this just doesn't happen in Aspreys or anything. No, this happened on the day uh, Dan Plaster was in and I took questions for us to talk about. But when you're in, it's usually, uh, you know. Right, but Dan Plaster is a respected journalist from the CBC, right? Like, and I'm just, you know, a functioning alcoholic. So uh, I also love, though, that Thomas has a follow-up question. After, which we'll get to. We'll get to after. Which yeah. we will get to. Mm-hmm. That was also silly. Um, I think the Labor Day Classic is going to come down to the Battle of the Trenches, and that's so cliche, and I don't want to sound like... Like, I don't want to sound like oh, every way color to get commentator... Out, way to really take a, really take a stand there, John. <laughs> I know, but the teams just match up so well. They they do, right? Yeah. And I think Winnipeg's defensive line, and this is a guy that's watched every moment of Bomber football, because after having 600 days of no Bomber football, it is now an occasion in my house every Winnipeg Blue Bombers game, right? I, I will, like, get all, all the chores done. I will take the kids to the basement. I will feed them. I will bathe them. I will make sure everything is done in time for kickoff or at halftime. Um. So after watching all this Bomber football this year, uh, I can tell you that Winnipeg defensive line is stupid good. It is so good. Their O-line is also really good as well. So I, I think we've we've praised Saskatchewan's makeshift offensive line a lot, deservingly so. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been really, really good this year despite missing some pieces and, and having some surprises and injuries, and that O-line has held together really well. This, to me, is going to, like, Labor Day is going to be their biggest and best test of how good they are. Because that Winnipeg D-line is 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 really talented. They come at you. Uh, I think so Richie... So far, so right, far, so the Banjo far. Bowl might be a greater test, considering it'll be in Winnipeg. Right, but I, I, think Labor, I think Labor Day is way harder to win than the Banjo Bowl. And I think Richie Hall... Not for the Riders. Right, I think Richie <sighs> Hall has a bit of a personal beef against the riders it just it seems like the criticism for richie hall whenever you watch a bomber game is he's a little too vanilla a little too often you watch the 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 bombers play the riders it's a completely different scheme so i think the rider offensive line is going to be tested in a way they haven't tested yet this year uh and to me if, if the line can hold through this labor day classic and the riders can pull out yet another labor day classic victory I don't think the urgency is there to to maybe bring back Brendan Labatt, maybe take a look at Dakota Shepley. I think if that line can hold up on Labor Day, the Riders are in a... Re- I'm not saying they shouldn't re-add those guys, but they're in a really good position for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I mean, let, let's be clear. Like when we, I think a lot of people have been praising the offensive line, and it's been very deserved, as you said. Um, right. I don't really think anyone's been ready to like anoint them in a lead group or anything like that, Bunny Search the Imagination. I know from, like, my perspective, I've said they're good. We don't really know how good they are yet. 
they've held up better, I think, than anyone anticipated because it was all doom and gloom before the season started, right? There was a lot of people, even us on this podcast and other people through three down who were, I mean, I never really thought it would be, you know, terrible, but there were people who had the Riders finishing like almost last in the West because of this offensive line. Absolutely. And right now they're number one in the power rankings. You take that as what any way you want to put it, but that's where they are. They're at least a top three team in this league right now. Um, I don't think you can argue that point right now. So even with, no. you know, kind of an average to above average to good offensive line, that's where they are. And yes, Winnipeg will be a big test, but I think it'll also be as big of a test for everyone else beyond the offensive line. Cause I think, you know, sort of the success of the offensive line has been just based around the offense in general mm-hmm. under what, and we've talked about this under what Jason Moss has done. And I believe he's, you know, it's Rob Banstone of the leader post who's timed it out. Like, Cody Fajardo is getting the ball out in like two to three seconds. Right. And you and I both know that we are both huge fans of Willie Jefferson on this program. You know, Jeff Jekko, Jeff Jekko and those other guys are really good too. I don't care how good you are. You're not getting to the quarterback that fast. No, no, nobody. Is, so right? if they're able to do that now on the other end of that, of course, Willie's very good at getting out of blocking passes and doing that whole thing too. So I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Winnipeg linebackers and secondary to, uh, kind of slow down those receivers so they can't get the ball out that fast. That basically will be sort of the test there for, I think, Winnipeg's defense in there because we know how fast and good their pass rush is, but can they sort of adjust to the tempo that the rider offense likes to work at? Yeah, and yeah, and, and, I, and, and this, I think they can. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no question. I, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that probably this will be another split between the two games. <laughs> right, I would agree, yeah. And... If one if one team were to win both, they probably should finish first in the West this year. Well, especially if it's Saskatchewan, because mm-hmm. you know Winnipeg's got that one loss against uh, against Toronto after the back to back against them. Uh, I still say that that football is the hardest sport to win back to back in back to back weeks against an opponent, right? So yeah, unless one of the teams is just completely dismal. Absolutely. Like we have seen on both sides mm-hmm. of this Winnipeg Saskatchewan rivalry over the years. Um, but even even when Winnipeg was real bad, I remember Alex Brink winning a banjo oh, yeah. bowl. Yeah, they pull one on every once in a while for sure. Which is always funny, right? So, but like right um, now, if you were a team to play the Ottawa Red Blacks in back to back weeks, I wouldn't be too worried about it. No, no, certain, certainly wouldn't. But uh, if Saskatchewan can somehow pull out two wins against Winnipeg. You can sit. You can set your adaptive cruise control and just coast to probably a West Division title at this point because it <laughs> that'd be huge. But uh, I mean, obviously, with extreme bias, I think Saskatchewan's going to win because that's how the Fraser Curse works. I mean, I think Labor Day the Riders are going to win because that's just kind of what happens for the most part. Bangeable yep. will be interesting though, and yeah, the, the, this will be interesting to see what happens with the offensive line in this game. And, you know, if they do hold up and they do well, then, yeah, I think, you know, there still isn't a reason not to bring in the other guys if they're available and interested. But, you know, if the the line plays okay and you still have the opportunity to potentially add a Brendan Labatt and Dakota Shepley to this lineup because the Riders do own Shepley's rights through the rest of this mm-hmm. season. So if he comes back to the CFL, and I imagine he'll explore every NFL opportunity he can get before he does that, I mean, you're looking at a line that was pretty good or at least passable to potentially very, very strong if they both end up here. Even very strong if just one of them ends up here, quite frankly. No, I, I would agree with that. I, I just think the the urgency, if, if the line holds up, there's no urgency to bring those guys in. I still Other think Other than the fact should. that the sooner you can get them here, 
Um, the sooner you can just get them up to speed, there's just less urgency right. maybe to get them in the lineup as quick as possible. And that and that is exactly it. If the line holds up in these next two games, you get those guys here, you get them up to speed, you let them practice, you let mm-hmm. them get to game shape, and then bring them in for the second half of the season. If the line gets decimated and in a short by season, if say Brennan Labatt only plays the last six games of the year and he's fully healthy heading into the playoffs, that's pretty big. That's huge. Offensive linemen probably like to eat. Well, we know they like to eat. Well, in, in fairness, yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and so do we, as yes. we're not offensive linemen. So if any offensive linemen want to take part in a pizza table challenge, let us know. <laughs> Which is funny, because Cord used to be the starting center for the Zaspian Hilltops. <laughs> Hence the big appetite. You teased it. Uh, Thomas's follow-up question. Yes. Uh, he'd love to hear your favorite sandwich meat rankings as well. He goes with uh, roast beef number one. Roast beef is an overrated sandwich, sandwich, uh, uh, or sandwich meat. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Says this 100 this, so I wasn't sure if you were talking about roast beef or just the question. No, I I just feel like he gave us a serious football question and then he gave us a silly question. I was very excited about the silly question. So clearly, Thomas is one of our like five fans who understands us. That's that's right, and I and that's what I appreciate about you, Thomas. Um, there used to be a running joke at my old workplace back when I worked in Lloyd. I I once ate a sandwich and just like I hadn't eaten all day. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I just went, I fucking love sandwiches, <laughs> and it kind of became a running thing uh, at my old job in Lloyd. But I can tell you, roast beef horribly overrated. Roast beef is it, it, it's like the star of the show. You bite in. You taste nothing but roast beef. If it's overdone, it gets stuck in your teeth. Uh, it's chewy. It can be leathery at times. Nah, nah, nah. Roast beef, bottom of the sandwich rankings right there. Number one, spicy salami. A good Genoa salami. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't go wrong. You know, you put a little little mayo, little lettuce. You bite into that spiciness. You got, like, Mustard. the cool bread, the cool lettuce. It's like the old Mick, uh, McDonald's commercial with uh, with george costanza you know the hot the cold stays cold the hot stays hot right you put it all together boom sandwich um that's what a good salami is like uh i'm also a huge fan of pepperoni on my sandwiches Mm -hmm. i like a spicy i like a spicy sandwich uh ham also low on the power rankings but i'm not a ham guy i am not a ham guy at all i i i find ham is similar to roast beef that it's just like you could put on a slice of ham with some other things, and it's just, it's like, hi, I'm ham. I'm here. I'm ruining your taste profile with a sandwich because I'm taking over. Ham's a bit of a jerk. Uh, so I, <laughs> good spicy salami, uh, mm-hmm. pepperoni, turkey, underrated. Buffalo turkey from Sobeys comes in at a hard time. Okay, okay. Is it, is it then the turkey or is it the buffalo? Because you could probably add the buffalo to just about anything. Oh no, but but okay. So then, if we make them separate, if we make them separate, mm. buffalo turkey number three, turkey number four. Okay, because if you like regular turkey, that's fine. But it's like, well, if you only like it because it's buffalo, then it could be buffalo chicken. It could be buffalo all kinds of things, right? Right, right. But I'm talking like the thin shaved like mm-hmm. turkey because a it is a team player. It can either steal the show as just you can either just have a turkey sandwich, a little Dijon mustard, mayo, lettuce, some tomato if you're feeling adventurous. It's a good sandwich or you can make turkey be your big team guy, mix them in there with the salami, the pepperoni, kind of cancels out the spice a little bit, but still gives you a nice little shot of the bird flavor. Um, definitely uh, a big turkey guy. Uh, roast beef and ham can just be shot into the sun. Uh, 
so I think I think that's my power rankings. Salami, pepperoni, buffalo turkey, turkey, everything else can be shot into this. Oh, no, no, no. Prosciutto. Prosciutto uh, jumps in between buffalo turkey and regular turkey. A good salty meat mm-hmm. to the rest of the... Oh, yes. Muy bueno. See, this is why like, I was concerned when I saw your reply that you were like a roast beef guy. And I was like, I don't know, roast beef isn't really that good. Especially like... It's not that good. Especially like... If you buy it, like, at the grocery store and, like, the pack for $5 or whatever, like, that stuff is particularly, like, ugh, not great. Like, I... like, a fresh roast beef can be good, but, Oh, yeah. but, but, but. Like, I'm not saying, like, great. I'm saying it's good. It's passable. Okay, but I find, like, a good fresh roast beef you don't want to put on a sandwich. You want to no, cut that's what it I mean. up. Like, it's just good. Yeah. Right. A little, a little au jus, a little um, horseradish. It's its own thing, right? Like, a French so dip just... sandwich is good. Or a beef dip sandwich. Beef dip, yeah, same thing. That's what I meant. Right, but same thing. That that to me is 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 a unique sandwich. Mm. It's its own thing. It's like a meatball sub. I'm not gonna put meatball in these rankings, even though I do love a good meatball sub. Well, yeah, it's not a deli meat. Um, so I was relieved to hear you say salami because yes, I am also a salami guy. Oh yeah, I I, and I also I, like pepperoni, but I generally put mustard on my sandwich. And so do I. Yeah, a little mustard, mustard, a little bit of arugula. You know, that's that's a good sandwich right there. Yes, that that is that's a great sandwich. Like last night, uh, the kids wouldn't go to bed. They would not go, as I like to say, uh, the old Samuel Jackson book. They would not go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> Emerged from the boys' bedroom at about ten thirty. There was some spicy Genoa salami in my fridge. It made everything better. A little mm-hmm. lettuce, Genoa salami, uh, mustard, and just a hint of mayo. The you know people criticize the mustard mayo combo. No, it's great. It's a good one. It's a it's great perfect. combo. It's great. Um, are you one of those guys that's ordered like basically the same sandwich from Subway for like all your life? No, I have I have a rotation mm, of okay. uh, of three. Okay, I can yeah. say I'm basically I occasionally will stray, but I pretty much always get an Italian BMT and then sort of the the toppings vary a little bit, but for the most part, yeah, the Italian BMT. I never get the lettuce at Subway because it gives me the shits. Oh, weird. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's like I, if I get the Subway lettuce, it's it's not a great time. If I get the spinach, it's fine. So I go, I go with spinach as my go-to veggie, hmm. and then the rest of it. But I go between uh, the Italian BMT, cold cut combo sometimes, and and I do like even though it's like ninety eight percent not chicken, the uh, the roast chicken. You get that, some mayo, some pickles, green pepper, spinach, tomato. It's great. The pickles is what makes it there. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 one of the go-tos. But and, and but and every Subway sandwich is mayo and sub sauce. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you gotta go. I I think you know what? I'm almost disappointed. I made pasta for my lunch tomorrow. I really want a sub <laughs> right now because I fucking love sandwiches. I mean that's that's what you said before. It's on brand. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. You're like Homer eating that one sandwich till the very end. But even when it's all blue and gross, you're still sitting there eating the sandwich, and then you get sick. And then his, 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 he's pale and eating it, and Marge is pulling <laughs> out the trash as Marge is trying to get it thrown away. Uh, I love a good Simpsons reference. Absolutely, always. Uh, before we go, one final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, fits the theme of the episode, at least off the top, from Greg. Uh, please have John describe what a ballsy email would be to him. <laughs> John Carchi seconded it, was also curious. Yes, okay. A ballsy email is when you take the time 
to create a burner email account to perhaps email somebody that is on a fellow media list to go ahead and criticize them for believing in science and, you know, not thinking that there's repeat offenders that don't take care of their bodies filling up the ICU and not, you know, COVID patients because you don't believe in the vaccine. So uh, I would say a ballsy email is having the balls to go ahead and criticize somebody who's on the side of science and not looking like an absolute rube who spends way too much time on Facebook. Hey, Jacques Cartier, show's over. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.